Hi, this is Regina Stafford from Rewards Coaching, bringing you episode number six of Be a Voice, Not an Echo. Today's title is called When Character Trumps Serving. Today's question is a sensitive question as well as controversial. So I do welcome your feedback. And if you disagree with my stance, please just be respectful about it, okay? So uh, the question today is, why can't someone be gay and serve God like everyone else? So like I said, this is a hard question to answer. Many people I know would just quote a certain scripture or certain scriptures at people to prove the point and lose the message of how, how much God loves and cares for those with same-sex attraction. So I hope I can answer this in a way that honors both the word and, and the person. So I read a book uh, recently called Messy Grace. I highly recommend it. It's by Caleb Kaltenbach. Uh, it's a very, very good book on this subject and uh, as well as, you know, being in the church. It really resonated with me because I never believed in throwing scriptures at people like it's the end all be all. Um, you know, people struggle with a lot of things that are contrary to biblical instruction, yet we don't shame and ostracize them for it. So when a particular lifestyle or choice is contrary to the blueprint the Bible lays out and a person is serving God, no matter if that choice is gluttony, smoking, gossip, fornication, drunkenness, and so on, it doesn't matter. Depending on the ministry that they're in, it can and will hinder their serving God. So people focus on homosexuality like it's the worst uh, thing, but it's not. It's missing the mark just like the rest of the list is. Okay, which is basically a whole other conversation having to do with identity that we're not going to get into here. But when we want to serve God, we represent him. We represent who he is, what he stands for, and how he does things. So depending on the place or the platform that a person wants to serve in the church, there will be conflict. We have to hold representing God's name in very high esteem in whatever we do. Even in just being a Christian in general in our daily lives, People will always judge God by what they see in us. We cannot live in a way that seems right to us, but doesn't line up with the word and represent Christ for who he really is and what he stands for. So this is a, a little, you know, example doesn't uh, come close to the, um, the magnitude of, of what we're discussing here, but just to give you an example of how we have to line ourselves up, just say I'm angry over something with someone. I have a responsibility to get a hold of myself and the words that come out of my mouth. And then by an act of my will, I have to conform to how God instructs me to handle myself. It's not easy, but if I want to represent him, then that's my responsibility. I can't just react any way that I want to, whether I'm right or wrong. Now, does it, do you slip up? Yes, that's part of being human, but I make a conscious choice to line myself up with what he wants for me so that when I say I'm a Christian, how he wants me to handle my life comes through me and people can see that it lines up together. Not, you know, being able to say, oh, well, you're a Christian and yet you this or you that. So people are looking and they're judging in that sense. That's why I say we need to hold uh, God's name and his word in high esteem because we have that uh, awesome weighty responsibility of representing him. The Christian life is not about living my best life or living, living out the real me. Only God knows and can tell, uh, tell me, tell us who the real me is. Without God showing us our true identity, 
We really are a product of our family of origin, our environment, the people that were in our lives, and we're shaped by life experience, trauma, human tendencies, heredity, and our own gene pool. Okay, the Bible says in Genesis 1:27 that God created us in his own image and likeness. It's up to us to find out what that looks like so that we can find our true selves. You know, in, there's a scripture, and I'm sorry, I don't have the scripture right uh, handy with me, uh, but it says that um, whoever wants to find their life needs to lose their life. Because when you lose your life in God, you actually find your life in God. Okay. So from, from that standpoint, it's up to us to allow the Holy spirit to take whatever doesn't line up in us and change it. Actually, God calls that freeing us. Okay. We feel like it's a, it's a bondage that, oh, you know, I can't just react and be whatever way I want to be, you know, because God is, is calling me to, um, to line myself up with him, but he calls that freeing. Now, after walking this Christian walk myself for over 35 years, I can wholeheartedly say that it is truly freeing when we surrender our human nature and our ego to him and allow him to form the nature of Christ in us. There's a peace, there's a confidence, a trust, an authenticity, a feeling of love and value and always being cared for no matter what life brings our way. And gone is chasing for significance, value, worth, attention, recognition, love, restlessness, discontentment, and anxiety. That's the truth. That is freedom when we lose ourselves and find ourselves in him. Now, I'm not saying that we have a perfect life without problems and challenges. That's just how life is. It brings good and bad seasons to all of us. But what I am saying is that I know who I am and I know my worth to God, who I have a strong relationship with. And I also know the blueprint that he has for my life that I can follow to live God's best life for me. So no matter what's happening in my life, I know that if I line myself up and no matter what, what desires I may have, what temptations, what addictions, whatever, if I line myself up with his blueprint, then I'm going to be okay because he has my highest good in mind for me and he created me. And who knows more about the creation than the creator or the manufacturer? So getting back to the question of being gay and serving God, I'd like to ask, why do you want to serve God? Or why do I want to serve God? Is it to prove something? Is it to be validated? Is it to feel like I belong? Uh, am, am I trying to prove a point? You know, what, what is it? And I've asked myself these questions um, so that I know that whatever I do for God, you know, comes from a place of purity and not my ego. So I believe that the greatest service to God, first and foremost, is to align our character with God's will for us. That's first and foremost. Above all things, God is interested in our heart before we can even do anything for him. He's interested in our heart, not character. So I would ask questions like, uh, is my heart right before him? Is it pure? Do we look more and more like the image of God when we look in the mirror of the word? Has Christ been formed in us or do we still look like our old selves before we even met God with our old baggage, our old uh, unregenerated ways and crazy lives? This is what being a Christian is. 
It's not just doing a duty. It's not just going to church. It's, it's not any of that stuff. Anything else is form with no substance. Okay. And God is interested in the substance, the depth. So there's no, for me, there's no greater proof of reality of God, except the miracle of my changed life or any changed life. That's the first miracle that God does in our lives. He upgrades us when he comes into our lives. We don't even know what good living is, great living for that matter, until he shows us. Okay. Um, he takes us from living as an orphan in this world, just getting by to becoming his son and his daughter from a lowly life to a life of royalty. That's a whole nother, um, uh, study that would be great, right? Um, looking up what is royalty and how that relates to us. That's a great study. Um, maybe we'll, we'll talk about that on another podcast, but he does this for us. He takes us from this lowly life and lifts us to a place of royalty. He does it for us first out of the love that he has for us and the dignity that he restores to us. Then he does it for his glory to shine through us. And lastly, he does it for us to serve him and bring his kingdom to this world. Okay. Now kingdom is an old word, but it's basically a system, a way of doing things. Every kingdom has its way in which things are done. And this is God's kingdom if we're a Christian and it's his word and how things are done in his kingdom. Okay. Not our opinion, which all of us have one, not our, our egos, none of that. It's his, him having, knowing that he has the final word. We trust him. We've uh, asked him to come into our lives and be the Lord of our lives. So that Lord means that you're the head of this kingdom and I need to line myself up with you, not you line yourself up with me. So like I said, at the start of the podcast, this is a controversial and complex subject. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll tackle it, uh, again and from different standpoints, but I do thank you for the question though. Um, I think that we need to stir up more loving and honoring conversations around it. And I hope that, um, we can learn to do that in um, a very respectful way. So in closing again, um, I ask that if you have comments that are contrary, please keep them respectful. I'm not looking to debate anyone, um, but I do welcome conversation. Okay. Um, please like this episode and share with others if uh, you think it'll bless them. And if you haven't had a chance to check out my new webpage, please do so. It's at rewardscoaching.com. It's a, a beautiful um, website that I absolutely love. I have to give a shout out to Karma Burgos from Digital Collective on creating this amazing website. And uh, if you guys need a new or upgraded website, you will not be disappointed with Karma. And um, so for now, God bless you. And remember to be a voice, not an echo.